1: Previously on of Mice and Men and Monsters. Zero, we have to go back. We have to stop Fagin.
2: We were so manipulated. We were taken out of everything we had known. We were always forced into situations that were dangerous for the sake of others. I'm looking for people to work together to
1: take down a monster.
3: What can you tell us about the compound that we're breaking into?
1: The potion shop.
3: That's right, the potion shop.
1: Step one, case the joint. Find out how many rooms there are and what the security fits away from is. Step two, come back here and gear up. Step three.
3: Steal all the money.
1: Awen and Bertram, you guys have now entered the shop. And so as you cross the threshold, you notice that the interior matches the lavish exterior. A lot of money has been put into this store. Easy to do when you're ripping off customers. Now there are several aisles of shelves to the left, all of them full of potions. To your immediate right is a stone statue. Um, Almost looks like it's a store mascot. Uh, the stone statue is in the shape of a smiling barbarian half-orc, and then straight ahead of you is a counter where a few customers are being helped by the man you now know as Fagin himself. Uh, if, right here, this is where I'm going to invite you two to explore. Or what do you guys want to do here in the store?
3: So this is like a like a like a like a Burberry store for potions.
0: <laughs> yes.
3: Like Louis Vuitton. It's yes, like fancy. it is. Yeah, I, I, I take a look around. How many? So are there, like, different sides of the store? You said that Fagin's on one side?
1: Fagin is straight ahead of you. To the okay. right is a stone statue, and to the left are the rows or the aisles of potions.
3: I, I start to walk through the potion aisle. Just kind of, like, perusing, uh, but also, like, looking behind the potions, trying to, like, scope while not being, like, too obvious. Totally.
1: Okay. And while you are walking down the potion aisle, what are you wanting to focus in on?
3: I'm, I'm looking for um, exits in the back that are not the front door. I'm looking mm-hmm. for the general, trying to get a feel of the general layout. If I'm going to be here after hours, I want to make sure that I have a firm mental model of mm. a men- mental map.
1: Okay. Yeah, so you're going for a layout. Uh, for this, I would ask you to roll perception or even investigation.
3: Alright, that's fourteen.
1: You see that uh, there's a door kind of behind where the aisles of potions, where they finish on the far left wall. There's a door there, and the door has this kind of misty window, kind of kind of one of those windows where you're not meant to see clearly through it. So you would have to like frosted glass. Yeah, frosted glass. I love that. Uh, so, if you peek through the frosted glass, uh, you see ledgers and financial papers just inside next to the door on the right. And as your eyes sweep across, also the window, it looks like a storage room. How about you, Bertram? What are you doing?
4: Real quick, you said there was a a, a stone statue in there. What what was a stone statue? Uh, it's of? this
1: smiling half-orc barbarian.
4: So, uh. Bertram would would go in and, and notice Awen branching off to do his part. I think Bertram would head towards Fagin and the people he's the customers he's he's talking to, and so Bertram would just get in line um, behind them. Uh, and I guess as he's waiting in line, uh, I guess what what would he overhear uh, as they're talking? Been trying, trying to hear what, uh, what, what's going on here.
1: Oh, totally. They're not speaking in hushed tones at all. So yeah, your eyes kind of look over Fagin because he's clear to see he's not like shadowed in darkness or hiding or anything. And you see he's dressed in a dark green robe and he looks like he'd rather be anywhere else than actually dealing with this clientele. And he, in fact, you hear him insult his customers as they're completing their purchase. He says, No returns. If something goes wrong, it's because you did it wrong. And so, kind of, you see them kind of taken aback. This man and woman that are purchasing this potion from him, kind of like, oh oh my gosh. Uh, And so, kind of maybe out of being polite for them, you avert your eyes and uh, you notice at the other end of the counter, you see a young boy, a little smudge of dirt on his little nose, and he's wearing kind of shabby brown. What you know, because you have seen this many times over uh, with the Featherfoot family, uh, he's wearing apprentice robes and a little wide smile as he's concocting a potion while looking over a recipe. And so as the customers take their leave and they walk past you, Fagin's intention turns to you now, Bertram, and immediately he scowls at you and says, buy what you're after and get out.
4: Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm. I've I, I'm new here, and you, you see you see that that fellow back there, and pointing at Ewen.
1: Yeah, he cranes his neck and looks, and just grunts.
4: Th- that is uh my my master Ewen. Uh, I I'm here. He sent me here to to um buy the finest potions that you have. We're, we we travel a lot, and he he has to use them amongst his his work and duties. So he just sent me here to, to buy the best things that you have. And figuring that money would talk more, he would just throw down a um, hundred gold pieces. Dang. Saying, <laughs> a lot of money. Saying, is, this, is, is this enough? Is this, is, what, what will this give me? I, I, I don't know how much they cost.
1: Can you Yeah, let's let's have you do a check to read Fagan. Guys, what's that check that I always forget?
4: Per- performance? Perception? Oh or oh okay.
1: No, it's insight? I always call it intuition. Insight. Wisdom? Insight. insight. Yeah, baby, uh, can you do an insight check for me?
3: Using my real name too? <laughs>
4: you used bertram to the prostitute outside you said your name
3: was but not to the big bad evil guy
4: (laughs) that's true Uh, fair point my bad uh that's a that's a 10
1: that's a 10 with a 10 that's enough to notice that as soon as this hundred gold like clinks in front of him just like showers down onto the counter his eyes very quickly just dilate and and go wide but then he's you see him also trying to school his face as if it's nothing to him but his whole demeanor has changed um you know instead of having his arms crossed and and hunched like he doesn't want anything to do with you he has straightened up and is leaning forward so you have his full attention sir
4: I, I assume with, with a fine looking potion shop like this, they come ready made, right? I don't need to buy individual hairs and blood and ingredients, right? This oh, is, this is no, ready made. No,
1: no, 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 no. Th- this is all ready made, finest that you can find uh, <laughs> with, with the, the make of your master back there. I, I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm sure we can find something to make him happy. Uh, what exactly is it that you're looking for?
4: Oh, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, a potion of uh strength and flying and and healing and growth. <laughs> you know, c- could you give me one of everything? I I never know what he's going to need in any situation.
1: Sure. Uh, and and as soon as you say like one of everything, he he snaps his fingers, and the young boy that is sitting to the side pauses in his you know little work at his little station. And perks up and looks over, and without having to like communicate verbally, because the boy has been listening in this entire time, immediately hops off his stool and heads towards the shelves with a sack. And so, Awen, I'm coming back to you now. This boy's coming your way with a sack over his shoulder, and he's picking up certain bottles from the aisles. What are you going to do? Is there anything else you want to check out? Do you want to interact with him?
3: Well, howdy there, little fella. Y'all have a gentleman's necessity?
1: A, a, a what? A Mode? A Commode, de- the bathroom? Oh, yeah. Oh, we we have a, a loo in the back, but I'm not supposed to let customers use it.
3: Oh, don't don't even worry about it. I'll be real quick. I'll be real quick.
1: Uh, oh, who, am, am I getting this stuff for you?
3: Oh, were you, uh, are you talking to that robot back there?
1: Mm-hmm. That big guy.
3: Oh yeah, this is all mine for sure.
1: Oh, oh, sir, yes, of course. Uh, with with this kind of stuff, um, yeah, I'm I'm sure. What's your What's I can... your What's your name? Oh, I, my my name's Twist. Um, I'm.
3: Ooh, I know about Twist. <laughs> all right.
1: Uh, and you see he's, he just is, is stammering, um, but he, he then like pauses, breathes in, and he puffs out his chest. He's like, I'm, I'm learning all about potions and, and alchemy and putting things together. And yeah, uh, I'm, I'm kind of like the second guy around here. So I don't know. I have to take you behind the counter, though, and I'm, I'm not sure. But there, there is one in the back. Can you roll for me Awen, a yep, persuasion yep. charisma roll? 100%.
3: Mhm. That is an 11. You know, if it if it matters,
4: I do have the the feature of decorum, and when in the presence of someone of power or their servants, you can easily act like you belong and barring outlandish behavior, can pass off your companions as belonging to, and that grants advantage on charisma checks. Yeah, What's I would up? say
1: everything that you're doing so far, especially if you're pretending to be a manservant of our man A1 here, uh, then you can definitely grant him um, advantage on these checks, any charisma checks that he's going to make.
3: That's a nat 20.
1: Oh, my oh. gosh. <laughs> All right. Decorum. Thank you, Bertram. I think that the best maintained bathroom for you would be actually the one here just to the side. I'm, I'm not going to take you to the one in the back because... I'm not even allowed in that one, and I don't, frankly, between you and me, I don't, I don't want to go down there. I hear barking all the time down there and snarling, and I don't... You said it's
3: downstairs?
1: Yeah, behind the counter, that bathroom goes downstairs, and I don't even go down there, but the bathroom that I can use, and and the nice one is, is right here off to the side, and so you'll notice that he ushers you to this door, and it's unlocked. He doesn't need to use any keys. You notice he doesn't have any keys on him as well um, because of your earlier perception check before you even entered. So at the end of the last episode. So yeah, he shows you to the, the door of a bathroom. And then he turns uh, turns back and then looks over his shoulder at you. And if there's anything you need, I'll just be around here getting one of everything for you. Wow. Big spender.
3: Okay. Alright. Well, thank you, friend. Appreciate you. And yeah, I just turn around and I'm, I'm looking, so I'm in a hallway or it's just like on the side of the, of like kind of the potion aisle.
1: It's like a small hallway where you would see like maybe two doors. Uh, and the first door is the bathroom and the second door. Oh no.
3: Okay. And he's, he's out of sight.
1: Yes. He's now turned I, his back to you and is definitely going from potion to potion and putting it in the bag.
3: I stealthily walk over to the other not bathroom door. Do I, you
1: stealthily? Let's check
3: sweet you like you'd like me to make a cell check yes.
1: I love when you challenge okay. for sure especially when you choose any anything to do that actually has the skill name next to it as yeah. <laughs> <That's> a nine <laughs> it's a nine okay you you kind of get to that second door but as soon as you start to test the knob um twist is passing by you know the opening of the hallway and he kind of looks in and raises an eyebrow
3: Oh, hey, little feller, you said it was this one right here? And I continue opening the door No, to find no, out No, if it's no,
1: locked. no, no. Um, it, <laughs> it is locked. Okay. Uh, no, that's just the door to the outside. Um, the, the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you like to go to the bathroom out there, but I, I'd really suggest you use the real bathroom.
3: Oh, my, my apologies. I'm a little slow. And I, I just, I open up the door and I fucking.
1: OK, you're not in a bathroom. So while you figure out what you're going to do in that bathroom there, Kimmy, uh, from the, <laughs> from the uh, rooftops, what are you doing up there as, as you wait for your compatriots to kind of conclude their business inside?
2: Now, remind me, I'm in a position in my head and correct me if this is wrong. It was like basically in en- when I think England, I think those like Victorian townhouses where they're really flat and long and mm-hmm. all connected. Yes. So My only concern is from the roof. I think it's really hard for me to see in exactly what's happening. So I think I, um, the way I've envisioned this is that Penny is kind of casing the roof and seeing if there's any way in from the top. And then also kind of looking. I figured a lot of those buildings create their own courtyards behind them or have alleyways behind them. And I'm watching and seeing if there's any doors or other ways in that way. So that's so why my, don't you uh, do.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a great one. So this is going to be a similar check to what we had earlier. So I'm going to ask you to do perception or even investigation since you're looking for things specifically.
2: Well, which one of mine is better?
1: It is perception, so we're going to do that,
2: uh, which is good, because I rolled a 13.
1: OK. So with a 13, you definitely noticed you know, the door open. Uh, a door in the alleyway had opened very quickly and then shut. Uh, and then you also note that dotted along the top, kind of as if it's in a row, are three different sunroofs, like very dusty, very heavy lead paneling, hard to really see through. Um, but they are starting about ten feet away from you and moving down towards the back. Um, are three windows on the top, and each of these windows is about—I would—they're rectangular, and so I'm guessing that would be about th- four feet. Uh, four feet by eight feet. Um, awesome. I,
2: I don't have any like cloth is a thing. I have a lot of items, but I, don't have, I want something just to like... See if I have you, got
4: clo- you got clothes, don't you?
2: I mean, yeah, but a lady <laughs> doesn't want to just take off her clothes <laughs> to wipe a window. Um, Penelope but is, Penny is no a lady. lady. Mm. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, Penny notices these windows, notices how dirty they are. Just double checking. Um, co- apparatus nope okay I've got nothing that one would assume would be good at this so she just takes um Penny's just the kind of person she has like uh whatever like sleeve she has and she just kind of rips it and then uses it or no I'm gonna backtrack Penny just sees it, kind of pulls her sleeve over, like pulls her arm through her sleeve a little bit and then takes her hand and just kind of uses her sleeve to wipe away at the glass glasses. OK, yeah. So peeking. you didn't
1: actually have to rip it this entire that's time. That's exactly.
2: I realized yeah. that a little bit into the <laughs> ripping, um, which maybe that's funnier. Maybe that's funnier for her to realize. But um, I did the nice retake, hopefully. So she just wipes away at the glass with her sleeve to try to get a view in to see what you can see in these windows. Uh, she's okay. at the one closest to her, the first one.
1: Yeah, looking in there, you see below you, and, and it takes some squinting, but you recognize the figure of Bertram standing at a counter and the, the hated appearance of Fagin behind that counter, too. Um, but behind Fagin, you notice two doors, one on the left of him and one on the right. Are these the frosted glass doors? No, these are completely wooden.
2: Got it. Okay, so these are wooden doors. Great. So I then pull back, skedaddle a little over to the second uh, atrium. Um, same one, slightly less successful because obviously the sleeve was already pretty dirty. But what are my options? So I wipe that off as well.
1: Yeah, you see a young boy wandering from row to row of potions and carefully putting them in a rucksack bag. Um, mm-hmm. But you also, at, from that vantage point, you see a sign above the front door. Um, and for that, I'm going to have you do an investigation check once more for me, just to see if you can read this sign.
3: This is a literacy check.
1: (laughs) (laughs) 17. Yeah. You see that the store closes at eight o'clock every night. What time is it now? That is an excellent question, my friend. It is seven. Ah, interesting. Okay, good. So we know what time it
2: closes. All right. And then Penny runs over to the third window and uses the other sleeve and wipes it off
1: and she's And now that's healthy. where we will uh shift camera angles and we will now look at bertram mm. <laughs> so bertram you have you know successfully lured fagan in with a pile of gold really and you are really talking talking it up with him you have gotten the young boy to go and fetch you one of everything that's going to be interesting uh, but is there anything else that you uh, you also notice the doors that are behind him, one on the kind of like if you're just looking straight at him, you know, panorama picture over his right shoulder. There's one wooden door over his left. There's another wooden door. No markings though. Um, is there anything else you want to do at this point?
4: So yeah, Bertram noticed the the boy. I'm not sure if he overheard that his him, him say his name was Twist. I think you I wouldn't would have it is. no. Okay. Um, then I, as I'm kind of. Awkwardly sa- sitting, standing there next to Fagin, I would just ask, making small talk. Oh, that's a a nice-looking chap there. Is that your son?
1: <laughs> uh, for all intents and purposes, he he should be my son. I I treat him. I I treat the boy well, and he is my apprentice. Uh, recently, hired him to be. He was a good find. A a, a good uh, a meeting, and uh, yeah. I treat, him, I treat him like one of my own. I, I always do. I take care of my own.
4: Oh, your own? Do you, do you have many children?
1: Actual offspring? No, but uh, I am a bit of a philanthropist with with the youth in this city, trying to set them up for better lives, as it were. Teaching them oh. and training them in, in, in good skills to have.
3: Entrepreneurial oh, spirit.
4: Bless you, sir. Helping, helping the children, the... the the, the needy, that, that's so kind of you. What a, what a kind heart you have. And what a fine shop you have. And as I'm kind of saying that, I think I'm kind of eyes kind of glancing over for any other information. Could I do a, yeah. I know, a general perception uh, you check? Can, so just...
1: I, have, I have different things you can do here. So since okay. you're talking to him, you can definitely do a persuasion charisma roll. Or you can do another, kind of that would be like verbal to see how he would respond to you, especially since you've just complimented his store. Um, or you can do a nonverbal one worse. Like what else do your eyes see as they sweep the room, which would be a perception investigation.
4: I think, okay, then let me backtrack then knowing that I think, so I don't do a, a bunch of roles. I think exactly. I will, I'll, I'll stick to charisma based and I'll, uh, continuing to make small talk. I'm so sorry. This is awkward. And I don't like asking this question, but my, my master insists on me asking it, uh, he tells me that the good items, the top shelf items, are always kept in back. I feel strange mm-hmm. doing, asking, even asking this, but if you have any special items for the higher class, you understand, uh, for people like my master, are, are there any items back there? Anything I could peruse myself and look at, perchance? Um, I have more money if, 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 that's, if that's a, a matter. So I'm trying to persuade him, I guess.
1: Definitely, this is this is a persuasion roll, classic.
4: All right, and with decorum, am I getting advantage on this?
1: Yes, you are. Sweet. That's a good feat to have.
4: All right, that's eighteen. Yeah, and that's twelve. Well,
1: he points. So he points a thumb, um, over his over to the shoulder that would be his right, your left. So he points to the room on the left. And he said, well, I do keep extra things in uh, my office and down in the basement, but no matter how well of a paying customer you are, I I don't take anybody in there. I don't even take Young Twist in there. So that maybe, maybe we could see after this transaction and make sure everything goes through, uh... We can see what that is. And, and you'll notice he like nervously like reaches his hands over, um, you know, across the the table on him, the counter and reaches under. So you see his fingers kind of touch something kind of hidden, but you hear a jingling there.
4: Hmm. Can I tell from the jingling if it's like if it's like a, an alarm, a weapon or is it keys?
1: <laughs> no, I'll tell you that because it's an easy jingling. It it, it sounds like keys. Oh, okay. Almost like he's nervously um, checking that they're there.
4: Oh, okay. Um, okay. So I'm definitely clocking the keys under the counter, but also there's keys on Brittle's mm-hmm. waist. Okay. Um. All right, well, you... Uh, well, here's my gold. I don't, I don't know what uh, what needs to be processed. I'm not paying with credit here, but uh, here, here's money. Let me go check on my master to, to make sure that he, he does want these special items that you might uh,
1: be willing of course, to... Of to course, of course. And and I have to just make sure, and I have a guy that knows if this is real gold or not. Um, one time, a, a thief tried to run off with some of my potions. Uh, it wasn't pretty. We, uh... Well, our mascot clobbered him into mush. So I don't think that's you guys, but I have to make sure. And so you immediately see him start to like as you turn away from him. He's immediately counting and checking them. He might even do that, you know, the the, <laughs> the biting on a coin to see if it's real, like the good old little cocky boy, like ah, hello, governor. Um, so yeah, he he is checking your gold to see if it's the real thing as you turn away. I
4: think what I want to try and do is. I have um, with my meta magic, I'm able to cast a spell without speaking or moving or doing anything. Mm-hmm. I think what I'm wanting to do is cast. I want to ca- cast um, Mage Hand behind me on like a row of potions. And I want to like the. the obviously on, on the side where he can't see it materialize, but I want uh, the hand to just swipe. Uh, A number of potions off of uh, off of the the shelf. Because it's it's just me and him out there, right? Uh, uh, Mm -hmm. Twix or Twist has has walked away. So. Mm -hmm. um, So, yeah, I want to just knock a few uh, potions onto the ground.
1: Okay, All right. You you just want to knock them down.
4: I'm wanting to cause a commotion in, in a different corner of the store
1: yeah I'm hoping that, to gain fine.
4: to to get his attention away from this conversation
1: okay yeah, you do that um I don't really have a check that I would want you to do um it, he he notices it and he hears it and he immediately goes running and you can hear him berating twist as if it was twist's fault um, and you hear like a dull slap and a whimper
4: can I can i if, if I'm looking back and seeing him kind of going down and kind of looking or, 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 or going to check the noise or the, what happened. I'm hoping to go in an opposite direction of where Awen went somewhere in the back. And I want to try and like sneak back there. Um, so, wait, so no one, no one's tried the storage door.
1: No one's tried the storage door.
4: Okay. Then I'm just going to walk up to it and, and I'm going to try and open the storage door.
2: Isn't that where they are, though? Isn't that where
1: like Twist and Fagan are standing? Is right outside the storage door.
4: I thought they're in the bathroom.
1: No, Awen's in the bathroom. I'm in the bathroom. Twist and Fagan are in the potion aisles. You just knocked. Yeah, because you knocked the the over potions.
3: the potions. He's yelling at me. Just beat the crap out of him.
4: Okay, I just I walk in the storage room. Oh, All have... right, I attempt the door to the storage.
1: Can you do a stealth check for B then?
4: <laughs> as a one.
1: Okay. So not only is it also locked, but as you're jiggling the lock, Fagin looks sharply up from, <laughs> from Twist. He's like, Hey, you, you're not supposed to be back there. What, what are you doing? If
4: isn't, it, isn't this where, where my master went? Is this where the bathroom is?
1: No, that's not the bathroom. And, and if you're the help, you've done everything you can, wait for your master outside. But... Okay. Right. okay. But- yes. right. Right. On,
4: on, my, on my way out, I'm, I'm gonna go the long way out. Uh, I guess would I take the, would I take the items from from Twist?
1: No, no, they're gonna they're gonna be
4: for a Yeah, they'll okay. be for A1. Then I'm out. gonna go the long way around, and I want to kind of I I want to glance at the statue on my way out Excellent. to see if I can okay. get anything from that as I'm as I'm kind of being kicked out.
1: Yeah, perception investigation will help you.
4: Gosh, dang it! A two.
3: Whoo, baby.
1: Yeah, he—he. He, he, it looks really cool, uh, really well okay. done, almost uh, very lifelike. Right. But right. Fagin's earlier words do echo in your mind, just in case Adam, the player, is not putting it in his notes. Fagin mentioned specifically that there was someone recently who tried to steal potions and run out with it, and the statue clobbered them. The
2: mascot got it.
4: So I I walk outside.
0: The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today.
1: Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears! Hey guys, it's me, Kate, your master teacher, and I'm here at the midway point uh, to give you a few announcements. First and foremost, thank you so much for listening. We are so happy you're here. Uh, I would love to invite you to Leave us a rating and a review on, especially on Apple Podcasts. That's the easiest way to reach us on there. And by doing so, you can help our little algorithm, help us get out to more people. And as a little incentive, you'll probably hear your very words here on this podcast at this point. So today, I'm going to be reading a review from a user by the name of PETA Quinn Jacobs. And they titled their review... Come for the lit references, stay for a sloshed Alan Rickman. And I'm guessing they are referring to my version of Dr. Frankenstein in the very first arc. And yes, I guess I was trying to go for an Alan Rickman. (laughs) But anyways, uh, PETA says, fun podcast with great intro and outro music and really nice audio quality. Looking forward to seeing where the story is headed. This is not the Frankenstein I read, that's for sure. Definitely PETA or like a fan fiction of some of your favorite classics and hoping to put a cool spin on it, as it were. Anyways, I I hope that you are enjoying the current arc we're in, which is Oliver Twist by Charles Dickens. And really, if you would like to reach out to us, give us suggestions, you can find us. Our email is omamamshow at gmail.com and our handle on Twitter and even Instagram is at omamamshow. So we'd love to hear from you, even just to say hi. All right, that's enough of me. Let's get back to the show. Penny, you you see Bertram walk outside just as you're looking into that third window. Um, So as you look at that third window, please do a perception check for me or investigation if you'd like to add that on.
2: Perception has better numbers for me, so that's what we're doing. But
1: There you go.
3: Boom.
2: Uh, yeah,
1: 15. Yeah, you you see uh, in there just ephemera of glasses and bottles and things that are definitely used for packaging um, as well as just what you would typically see in the back of a business. But something interesting catches your eye. And that is a, an orb um, that is cracked, um, kind of set to the side on a, a, just a dusty wood workbench. Um, and in your mind's eye, you had seen that same orb above the left-hand side door that was behind the counter.
2: When you say above the door, is it like, like how a sconced light or like a pendant exactly. light would be?
1: Yeah. And the one above the door is glowing.
2: Got it. So it's a, there's one over door two right now, but door one is missing one and I just found it in that other room. Mm-hmm. Huh. I don't understand, but I'll remember that. That's <laughs> um, a good thing. Uh, you guys are just casing the joint and gathering intel. Just gathering intel. Okay. Got it. So I note that um, so there's truly nothing else. It's just a room with a broken orb.
1: Yeah, and a bunch of boxes and packing supplies and quills and papers. And you also see the same financial ledgers that are on a small desk beside the door leading into the main shop as well. Does this orb look like my drift globe? No, it doesn't. Okay.
2: Um, and then would using my lantern of revealing in this moment be useful at all or No.
1: Oh, that, that's a question that would be like asking for answers on a test. Teacher, teacher, oh. if I answer A. Because I remember <laughs> my lantern revealing, like, is it, like a, is
2: it like, a, like a miner's lamp? Or is it like, can I use it like the British lantern where it's like a flashlight and I can point it?
1: Oh, gosh, I'm, I'm willing to have you guys uh, I mean, I to want homebrew flashlight. that. Yeah, I want you, a
2: flashlight.
1: I want like a torch. You to want light. it to be. OK, so, so your play. lantern of revealing is a flashlight. My lantern is, of revealing this is, is, this is okay, canon. Nancy now.
2: Drew. I want to be like a motherfucking Nancy Drew with my little <laughs> torch. Torch. That's what I was thinking.
1: Let it be known. You have, you have an electric torch that is right. a, a lantern of revealing.
2: I'm okay if it's fire, but I just want the light to be pointed and focused. So can I just pull that out and look really quickly and see if I can see anything in there? Yeah. Great. Um, do I have to roll anything, or do it? Does it just get to work for me?
1: What are you going to focus on? I'm going to allow you to focus on one thing, only uh, one thing. I imagine mm-hmm.
2: then that orb, broken orb.
1: Okay. So you focus it over that broken orb, and you see that it's almost like a, as if there's this aura around it, um, that is is crackling like just loose sparks, oh. um, and and that energy looks like little sparks of of offs of lightning, but you oh. can't quite. It's enough where you like. Man, if I knew more about Arcana, if I was a magic person, maybe I would know this. But I Penny am not, so I do I not penny. know what to do with this information. Got it. Um, so I Penny, but I have you to do share this
2: with the team later. Yeah, but mm-hmm. you do clock that. Mm-hmm. All right, noted. Got it. So that's all I'm seeing. So I've looked into all the rooms. I've looked into. I've looked through all the glass. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and then I just che- can I just check once more over the back and just see if there's anything happening in the back of the building.
1: Uh, you mean all, all the way on the other end, like towards the first?
2: Um, something in my head it's like on the door to the outside bathroom end of the building not on uh, the opposite side of the entrance just yeah, make sure there's nothing happening there. back there mm-hmm. is there anything
1: happening over there no there definitely isn't anything it's, it's just kind of sparse um, you can hear kind of some shouting coming uh, through the the roof like it's carrying through um, and then you hear the creaking open of a door on the inside but no one's coming out back in fact it, it looks like very just unused Uh, not really frequented. You don't see a lot of uh, worn footpaths or anything back there. Got it. Um, Two questions about this then. A, when I hear the
2: shouting, if I were to look into the window, like I I hear the shouting, I look through the windows really quickly. Do I see anything or no? Is it not in any of the rooms?
1: Yeah, you you would be, if you were looking towards where the bathroom is, you would be closer to the second window and looking in, you do see Fagin standing imperiously over this. This young boy mm. who is just looking very chagrined.
2: Got it. All right. I watched just for a got moment. Up. Yeah, it's sad. I stand there for a minute watching that kid and just feeling a <sighs> mixture of just a lot of sadness because that was me and just wishing I could help me back then, but then also just re- feeling a, a set of resolve of like, all right, we gotta we gotta do this. So um my second question is, are there there are not any stories to this building, right? Like I couldn't my other plan had been to maybe use a rope and to maybe like uh, rappel down and look through any windows, but it seems like this is one reasonably this one story. This is a story. single story. Yes, great. Is so there's nothing else for me totally. to see. All right, then I head back down. I'm gonna rappel down the front near the entrance and then uh, try to surprise Bertram.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, as you what? do that, we're gonna pause and come back to the bathroom where A1 is just chilling. Mm-hmm.
3: Dropping dumps. All right.
1: Hey, um... A1 and bathrooms, man, go hand in hand.
3: Awen uh, flushes the toilet and
1: roll for flushing. No, don't. Sick. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah. Uh, okay. So Awin you hears the commotion the outside.
1: <laughs> Success.
3: He hears uh, Awin gets sent outside, or he, he hears Bertram get sent outside. He kind of like puts his head up a little bit, looks around the room. And uh, and then like it kind of dawns on him, and he kind of hunches over. He kind of bends down, and his body starts to change shape, and he turns into a spider.
1: Ooh, Ooh baby. arachnid Awen! Cool. I was waiting for this.
3: Yes. So um, I'm gonna crawl out underneath the crack in the door. I'm gonna. My idea is to make my way over to those doors behind the counter. I fully expect, it. I, I don't know where Fagin is. I heard him like yelling at Bertram, but um, I'm a tiny little spider. I'm going to like be looking around with my mini eyes and trying to make my way towards those ominous doors, hopefully to wherever that other bathroom is with the dogs.
1: Okay. All right. Uh, so there's a, yeah, you, you make your way through there. You're a, you're a spider. There's no reason for me to make you do stealth at this point. Uh, Ugh. so, so with, with that, you make it and you, you see from your little spidey, all your mini spidey eyes, you see looming huge and gigantic before you two wooden doors.
3: I go in the first one. So it seems like as I come the around on the, the, the hallway, left? the left door the door number one is probably like my first door.
1: Yeah, it, it something weird happens, Awen, As you start to slip under the door, because as, as, that's what you're doing, right? You're trying to go yep, under the door? Yep, 100%. As you start to slip under that door, it's almost like you meet this force field, and, and it shocks you um, back. And so let's see what happens. You are going to take... Just simple. Two lightning damage. Okay. What do you do, buddy?
3: All right, um, I am going to turn back into an elf because I only had one hit point as a. Uh, actually, wait, it's 1d4 minus one. So. Let's find let's out how just, many like, hit points your spider this. had. Let's tower. see if I turn oh. back into a, an elf, be a God. dirty elf on the
4: floor. Okay. Behind the counter.
3: That's a four, baby. Oh, I'm still a spider. Yes. Okay, yeah, you're still a spider, but, but you,
1: you are a bloody spider.
3: I'm super bloody. I uh, make note that that door has a force field and I scurry my way around um, to to my, I scurry my way around to the next door and uh, on the way to the next door, I'm kind of like looking up behind the counter and I want to see what I see.
1: Yeah. As you're looking up behind the counter, you see uh, different buttons underneath the counter. And then hanging from a small hook, um, a a set of keys.
3: You said there's like a couple buttons? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, like two?
1: For that, a couple, I should have been more specific. There are three buttons.
3: Okay, and I make my way into the right door, or door number two, the next door.
1: Yeah. That's the fanciest-ass bathroom you've ever seen.
3: Awesome. It's (laughs) just a bathroom?
1: It's, It's effing ornate. Like, you go to Disneyland, you go to, what is that, Club 53? And you, you oh, yeah. are you are pooping and peeing 55. on gold.
3: Oh man, it feels so good. Feels so wasteful. Um, <laughs> great. So I Yeah, I, I notice it as a bathroom. Um, can I I'd like to make a perception check inside of the bathroom. I just want to make sure like I'm not missing anything. Yeah. It go feels for it. like I am not going to, but um, that is a fourteen.
1: You don't notice anything in particular, but you do notice, uh, hanging from the the wash basin, a a frilled handkerchief. But it's so high, you can just tell it's a a handkerchief.
3: Okay, excellent. I shuffle my way back out that door, uh, past the three buttons, past the keys that are hanging up, um, back into the bathroom where I initially came from. I uh, turn back into an elf, and I walk outside the door.
1: Okay. Fagin by this time is, is making his way back to the counter um, and hearing your exit, he turns around with a flourish he goes My good sir, we, we have one of everything per your request uh, and your gold here is legitimate, so twist, hand him his goods and, and the little boy like shuffles forward. H- here you go sir, and you notice like there's a growing welt on the side of his face um, and then he it promptly shuffles back over to the counter and hops up on the stool and goes back to um, working on whatever he was brewing just kind of like a small, almost child's kit of brewing and just ducks his head and, and does not acknowledge your presence and then Fagin promptly gestures very ornately like just both hands wide open saying, we are closing soon if there's nothing else i can help you with Hope to do business with you again, sir. Your help is outside. He, uh, forgot his place.
3: Well, I appreciate your potions, and, uh... I appreciate it next time if you don't dismiss my, uh... My servants. I appreciate that you have a nice store here, but, uh... That's not your business.
1: Well, my storage room is not your... Servants' business, either. So consider us both warned for next time
3: indeed uh, he nods his head and walks out
1: okay all right and just as you're walking out uh you see bertram there too i'll say you're right you know just outside the door brittles is there on the left not really paying attention to you guys clearly he's half dozing off um and penny you rappel down the side Oh,
2: all right. I don't want to uh, startle Bertram, though I, that was my intention. But I see Brittle's dozing off and, um, and I'm assuming I can see uh, what is the key ring on the side that's closest to me or for the other side of him? I can't see. Closer to you. Closer to me. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm rappelling down and then I'm going to I'm going to roll stealth in a minute and I'm going to try to nick those
1: keys. You're going to do two things. You'll do stealth to see if you can sneak up on him. And then you're going to do sleight of hand to see if you can right. nick them. Mm. see if i can no, grab those no, babies no, no. so yeah stealth and sleight
2: of hand great um i got a nine on stealth is that enough is that enough no all right so enough. i
1: just startle him yeah so yeah you you as you're coming up on him you're there's enough gravel there that maybe you slip a little bit and he what <clears throat> <clears throat> and he turn he starts to turn around um, so it's, it's not low enough where it's like, man, you startled him so badly that he quickly turns towards you, but you do have enough time to turn your back to him or put your hood up or anything that he doesn't yeah, see your face. A, I'm going to throw I'm going to throw a hood up and just immediately
2: like, like walk in a different direction. Just turn on a, uh, just turn on a dime and start walking okay. a different direction. Okay. Damn.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when Bertram, you see her just <laughs> start to like kind of a spider crawl towards him. And then after making a commotion uh, enough to awaken him again, she just veers off, makes this like L shape and, and Penny is walking off.
4: Yeah, I, th- I think I think so I've, I've been outside for a little bit and probably standing next to Brittle's um, just looking like the, the quiet servant who just stands and waits. But as I'm looking around, I think I would notice, maybe I didn't notice the keys at first, but I think I would have noticed Penelope coming up and, and trying to gather what she was doing. I think then I would notice the keys on Brittle's as well. And so as um, I would try and, and, and meet Awen as he's coming out, and I would whisper, um, grab Brittle's keys, grab Brittle's keys, grab Brittle's keys. And then I would uh, quickly be like, oh, thank you, sir. I'll, I'll carry that for you. And I would purposely kind of fall on, like, trip over Brittles and kind of like fall into him, kind of making some kind of motion, commotion that would hopefully distract him. Oh, sorry. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't, I, I didn't see you there. I, I, I apologize, sir.
1: But <clears throat> Excuse me, young man. I... I... I don't know exactly what you're doing, but you're coming out of this business. So I think you are done. Carry on before I decide to make myself angry.
3: uh, And as he bumped, I, I take them keys.
4: Yeah, I'm looking at him, and I'm trying. I'm like looking him in the face, like f- brushing off his clothes, and and, and kind of flattening his shirt yep. or whatever he's yep. wearing, because I'm trying to trying to just like touch his body, like a magician would, to distract him <laughs> to certain areas, so that <laughs> way hopefully over he here, wouldn't focus feel it. Focus over that. here. Yeah. yeah. So anything uh, the, I can yeah, definitely yeah. with any that advantage help, I can help Awen with.
1: Exactly. That is a lot like a help action, and so Awen, I want you to roll sleight of hand as well with advantage.
3: Okay. An eight.
4: Oh, come on, baby.
3: And an eight. Another eight. two eights. <laughs> um. Okay. Okay. Well, you.
1: No, you, you, you doubt. You, you do, yeah, you. Do, that's definitely not enough. Like you, it's like you're grabbing an I empty have some, air. I have
3: some thoughts. I have some ideas. Tell, you your tell thoughts, me your thoughts, my Okay, I have one too. But you. Well, well, first. did okay. My first question is, did I at least get the keys off of him?
1: No. Mm-mm. I. You'd didn't. have had to get a ten for that.
3: To get them off without him noticing. Or just get them off, Get period. them
1: off him, yeah. Okay. Below a 10, I'm saying you're, c- because he is so agitated and, like, he's trying to push Bertram off him. He's moving. So, okay. you've got a moving target here.
3: I, oh, he's he's moving. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'd like to just rip them off.
2: Oh, okay. I'd just like to rip them oh, off. Oh, okay. His, can I, his, can his, I. His,
3: wait, can wait, wait. I have an idea.
1: I have an Okay, idea. okay, okay. Go, go, go. Yeah, we got to see this through. <laughs> Kate's like, keep moving. All right, you rip, rip, you rip him off. And he definitely notices. And yep. you see him kind of look dumbly down at his, his belt and that they're gone and look back up at you.
3: As he looks back up, I cast Charm Person.
1: Ooh, okay. So what do I have so to roll for that? he has to
3: save a DC 12 Charisma.
1: DC 12 Charisma. You got it.
3: The
4: person's aware they're being charmed, right? Or is, is that a thing?
1: Uh, not now. It's, it's when it wears off. Uh, oh, I got a okay. nine
3: sick so he is now charmed okay and what does that mean let's find out uh they can't attack me and i have advantage on ability checks for social interaction
1: yeah it's almost as if like you 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 and i aren't friends now you know we're not we're not good old college buddies (laughs) but i do not see you as a threat and i don't see your actions as threats either and i and i find it very easy to believe anything so okay. he's just gonna look up back and he's like hey hey uh buddy what 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 do you think you're doing with my keys there
3: oh man are these your keys
1: yeah. oh i mean I thought, technically you know, they're not my okay, keys this
3: is this is a horrible misunderstanding earlier today i was pickpocketed by someone that looks so much like you No, In my key ring i have to tell you it looks just like this one it does just, just it look! Look at you. See all these. Key? It looks just like it. I'm so sorry. Um, and I, uh, as I'm handing it back, I just uh, I slide the keys off uh, before I clip it back onto his 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 belt.
1: Slide a hand with advantage. That's fine. But even this, like his perception of what you're doing, he's he's not looking for that. He's so he's looking straight in your eyes. So he's not watching your hands.
3: 17 as a you 20. do it. Yeah, you do okay. that. Yeah. You yes. do that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You do that. Yes.
1: Hell yeah! Hell yeah! A yeah, one. And then persuasion with advantage.
3: Okay. It's a 15.
1: Yep. You do it. That's high, that's high enough. So that first roll is high enough. Not all of us minotaurs are bad, per se. Uh, some of us can be very, 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 very great, great people. Um, you know, I'm, I, I, I play shuffleboard on Wednesday nights. Hey.
3: I love chef All that little walnut dust—that's no. great. The shell, little shell dust. Mm-hmm. And I pre- I appreciate that. Uh, Ask him for information. <laughs> Asking for information. You know, uh-huh. Hey, I mean, would you? I mean, uh, the least I could do would would be uh, to buy you a drink after you get off. What What time do you usually get off?
1: Well, th- this this fine establishment here, it closes at eight, so I usually stick around for. About thirty minutes afterwards, do a whole round on the outside, then inside, except the inside, inside, you know, um, and then do one more round after that, and then I leave. So I, I'm I'm out. I'm off by eight thirty. If if you if you want to meet,
3: I mean, if you wanted to meet, um, and then I think back. Have we talked about when we we haven't talked about like when we're going to do this thing?
1: Right? No.
3: Okay. How long well, are you this? How long does the spell
1: last? Like an hour.
4: Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh well. So um, it'll 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 well, wrap before it, he's gone.
3: Well, how about how about tomorrow after you get off work?
1: Tomorrow same time eight thirty. Oh, all right. I, I I I can meet you at the King's Nose, the the pub down the street.
3: That sounds great.
1: Excellent, my good man. Well, uh, you take care of yourself. And he like taps you on the shoulder, you know, in like a congenial way. Um, but I I got to be back on. Uh, Can't fall asleep again. So, have a good one. And he just, you know, backs up and and crosses his shoulders and and looks three times as tough as as the the Minotaur that was just talking to you.
3: Yeah, I grab Bertram and I just like, we just like shuffle away.
1: Okay. The three of you have now cased the joint. You got some keys. You got some intel.
4: (laughs) Kind of cased it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Kind of cased it. You have some planning to do. So... Let's get to it.
0: Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hey,
1: we're the looters. Hey, (laughs) Hey, what's up?
3: Looters is a sci-fi western actual play podcast using the Stars Without Number system.
1: We're a group of friends getting into trouble all over the universe.
0: So come with us if you're into adventure.
4: A rocket flies out of one of these ships far behind you and crashes into the wall and
3: blows up.
1: There's rockets? It's Mario Kart. Crazy.
3: Intrigue. Can I hack into the body and maybe see if they have like a memory data bank in their brain or some shit like that that I can access? that literally... Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Devastating physical injury. <laughs> Just
3: uh, take cover. Okay. <laughs> she's, she's a good pilot,
0: everyone. Very good. Very good. <laughs> she's very good.
3: And, and friendship.
0: friendship.
1: New episodes of Looters out every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts.